I'm Angie, if you don't know, and uh, today we are looking at Joshua as we're continuing our series on people in the Bible. Now, I'm going to start with a question. Now, when Christian does the questions, he gives chocolate away, uh, but I'm going to give something different. So, my question is, and you have to have hands up for the answers, no shouting out. Um, My question is, what do you think this pile of books here are for? Any questions? Baha. Oh, wow. Well done. The first answer, well done. And you may have a journal. <laughs> that, was, that was short and sweet, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, now you will see where this fits in later on. Um, okay, so do you ever find that when life gets busy, uh, spending time in the presence of the God of God kind of goes out the window, that we, for, well, not forget to pray, but we, we kind of shove it to the side sometimes, we pray on the run, we forget to be in God's presence because things are just crowding us in. I know sometimes I have done that, um, and it's really easy to do. So, where we're going today is, let's read Exodus 33, verse 11. It says this, Inside the tent of meeting, the Lord would speak to Moses, face to face, as one speaks to a friend. Afterwards, Moses would return to the camp, but the young man who assisted, jo- assisted him, Joshua, son of Nun, would remain behind in the tent of meeting. Now, Joshua was Moses' assistant while the Israelites were wandering in the desert. And during the time, Moses set up a tent as a place where they could go and meet with God, where he could go and meet with God on behalf of the people and to be in his presence. And Joshua, as his assistant, would help him with his duties. So he remained behind in the tent of meeting after Moses went and left and returned to the people. And he would have done this regularly because Joshua would have gone and sought the Lord, uh, Moses, sorry, would have gone and sought the Lord regularly for the people. Now, the tent of the meeting was the place where God actually dwelt. If we think about that for a moment, God was in that tent of meeting. When Moses went there, he met with God face to face. And the fact that Joshua spent time in that presence of God made a huge impact on his life. Now, these days, obviously, we don't have the tent where we go to meet with God because Jesus made the way for that relationship to be with the Father by dying on the cross for our sins. And we can have that personal relationship with God ourselves. So why? Why is it important to linger in that presence of God? Why is it important to wait on him? Why is it important to soak in him? Why is it important not to just go, hello God, please bless my day, bye-bye, and go off on the rest of our day? What effect does it have on us to spend time lingering in the presence of God? Spending time in God's presence is life-giving. Proverbs 23, verse 7 says, As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Everything comes from our heart. And in our devotional time, where we linger with God in his presence and where we're with him, we will build ourselves up. Just like muscles when you're running, they're built up over time. The more we spend in God's presence, the more we are built up on the inside, the more we're built up in the left and the right and in places that we didn't even know were there. 
just like you don't know all your muscles, you don't know what they're doing, but actually you spend time in God's presence, he does things in your inside that you didn't even know were there. It's where God brings transformation to us. We're not just spending time in God's presence to maintain our existence. We're not doing it just to get through the day, get through our life. We're not doing it because we're told to. We're doing it soaking in God's presence brings us from one degree of glory to another. 2 Corinthians 3 verse 18 says, So all of us who have had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is spirit, makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. Now, I've recently made changes. Um, We went on a training course, and one of the things we discussed there was to spend a decent amount of time in the presence of God um, as our devotional time. And so I've made changes to ensure that that time is a bit more than it was before, (laughs) and time where I can really soak and listen and be and rest in God's presence every day and, and not leave it out. And I've seen a difference already. It's opened up my heart to hear his voice much more clearly. And he's spoken to me every single day since I've started doing it. Amen. (laughs) Um, And the effect that I have seen on my life, even in such a small time, is that he's spoken faith into my heart to believe that situations in my life, situations in other people's lives, that they are going to be changed that he wants them to be changed. It's his desire for them to be changed. And transformation happens in people's lives. And I'm to be expectant for that. And that's what we're to be expectant for, that God will move in our lives. That as we spend time with him, he shifts things and he moves things and he changes things for us. Spending time in God's presence is a place of nourishment. Psalm 63, verse 1, 3, and 5. You, God, are my God. Earnestly I seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you. In a dry and parched land where there is no water. Because your life, your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. I will be fully satisfied as with the richest of foods. With singing lips, my mouth will praise you. So our devotional time is a time when we are actually fed. We are built up, and it is vital. It is vital for us, for our spirits, as much as physical food is vital for our bodies. Times of being in God's presence are food, food for our spirits, our souls, and our minds. Our relationship with God is the only one which will satisfy us, the only one which will satisfy our souls and and also our lives, because he created us, to be in relationship with him. This was his focus in creating us. He wanted to have a rich, wholesome, healing, enjoyable relationship with us. And this, he wanted it to permeate throughout all of our lives. So in order to grow something, we need to feed it. And as God has been talking to me, I have been challenged to meditate on what he said and to take action on it because it is food. It's not just a segment of my life that needs to be completed to please God. It's a necessity for our inner life to grow it. It has a purpose. It has a role. 
It has a direction. We're all walking on a path into more freedom into our lives that will make a difference to us and that will make a difference to other people. It's not just maintenance. It's not. It's feeding us. It's growing us. It's shaping us. It's expanding us in the inside so that we can overcome, so that we can move forward and be transformed from one degree of glory to another for the next steps on our journeys with God. God wants to bring this transformation and it starts in our devotional life as we spend time with him. And it's the nourishment for our thought life. It's the food for our thought life. And it changes our thoughts and increases our capacity to deal with the things that life throws at us. And this happens as we spend as we spend time and feed on God and have time in his presence. And our devotional time is not just that. It's a time of empowering and equipping. Joshua 1 starts with Joshua taking over the leadership of the tribe of Israel from Moses. And one of the first things that God speaks to him is, Be strong and courageous, for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors I would give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the left or the right. Then you will be successful in all you do. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so that you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and be succeeding in all you do. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Now God commands him to be strong and courageous because he is together with him. And if God is together with Joshua then that's why he doesn't need to fear. But instead, he can be bold and courageous because it's God who is with him. God instructs him to obey what his word says and meditate on it day and night, to live with it as a part of him, to not let it out of his sight. For God knows that his word is vital to empower Joshua's life and for his future. When God speaks to us, He wants to equip us. He wants to help us with our journeys. He is talking to us to help us with our journeys with him. He wants us to use the words that he speaks to build ourselves up and to build courage and strength in us so that we're transformed to live out what he's placed inside us. And therefore, our devotional time impacts other people. Being in the presence of God empowered Joshua to lead the people into God's purposes for their lives. Joshua's relationship with God wasn't just for himself. It had an effect on those around him, on those he was leading, because he led them into the promised land. He couldn't have done it without lingering in God's presence. He he couldn't have done it because he needed God to to shape his life. He was letting God shape him and mould him into the person God wanted him to be, and that he could use to ultimately lead the people of Israel to the land that he had promised them years ago when he spoke to Abraham. So spending time in God's presence is vital for our life, for our growth, but it is also vital for those we're connected with and for the world. 
And as we spend time in God's presence, he empowers us to live as lights in the community, turning people's hearts to him. So how can we do this? Joshua spent time in the presence of God, meeting with him. He chose to spend time wisely. He chose to spend that time after Moses had gone back out. And he chose it to be in his presence, to be with God, to experience God. And we too, therefore, can set time aside to be with God on a regular basis, where we're not distracted, where we rise at dawn, but I've not quite got to dawn yet. (laughs) Um, But I have, I have been starting to get up earlier um, and have that specific undisturbed time with God. And it seems obvious, and loads of people have done it in the past, and get, oh yes, I get up early, and I'm like, I can't do that. But actually, I have been doing that, and it is changing me. So it's, yeah, amazing. So we can, we can rise and set that time aside. We can also, hence the journals, write down what God has said to us. It's a good practice to write down what he says so we can go back to it, and we can see and remember what he said see where he's instructed us to take action. We can bring the things that he's talked to us back into him in prayer. We can pray into it. We can find the scriptures that cement it into our life, into our hearts, so that it becomes life to us and transforms us. Meditating on the scripture and declaring it out loud, personalizing the scripture for ourselves and speaking it out so that our hearts hear the truth. And this will cause faith to rise in us. Romans 10, verse 17 says, So then, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And as we meditate on his truth, his word, it strengthens us. As we chew his words over, we are fed in the deep places of our hearts. And this, in turn, forms our hearts. It forms our character and our life from the inside out, and it brings that transformation in our lives. We can walk in more freedom, and this impacts those around us. As as part of spending time with God, we can declare the word over our lives, and this increases our faith in God and secures us in our identity. Worship and praise refocuses our attention on God. Resting in God's presence strengthens us inside. Speaking in tongues edifies our spirits. Thanking God helps us to be grateful for what he has done and who he is. All these things, and more probably, (laughs) um, are things that help us develop our relationship with him. They edify us, they empower us, they provide the strength and the energy to thrive in our journeys with God and to reach out in love towards other people and in the power of God to other people around us. So let's be inspired by the life of Joseph, uh, Joshua, sorry, and choose to set time aside in God's presence where we can be transformed, where we can be renewed, where we can be strengthened and nourished in order to live out of the freedom that he gives and make a difference to those around us. And if you don't know Jesus in this way, if you don't have that relationship with Jesus, then you can have that relationship. God wants that relationship with you as as your Lord and your Saviour. 
So if you would like to know more, please come and speak to me and Christian afterwards.